Hello, and welcome to the podcast for the journal Integrated Environmental Assessment and Management, better known as IEAM. I'm Jenny Shaw. The July 2013 issue of IEAM contains a special series of articles that examine cumulative effects in watersheds. Joining us today is the guest editor of the special series, Monique Dubay. Monique is an adjunct professor at the Canadian Rivers Institute at the University of New Brunswick, and she recently joined Shell Canada, working on environmental performance improvement in the Canadian oil sands. Hi, Monique. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jenny. So what exactly are cumulative effects when we're talking about ecosystems? Well, it's a good question and one that I think many people struggle with. Most people, I believe, think of cumulative effects as accumulated change in the environment. That includes accumulated change on the landscape, accumulated change in environmental indicators. It's not one, but several, all-encompassing, integrated, and it's not just the accumulated state of the existing environment, but also what that environment is going to look like in the future and what it looked like in the past. So it really is an assessment of environmental state from the past to the future, which, of course, is a very complicated task when you consider everything that's in the environment and the different indicators and approaches that are out there to assess change. It does sound incredibly complicated given the sheer scope of of what you're trying to capture. The special series of articles all focus on cumulative effects in Canadian watersheds. So tell us a bit more about the novelty of the work. Well, I I think what we have learned in Canada is is because cumulative effects is not well-defined and there has not been a good model of it established, either through the regulatory process or even through the understanding of the science and research that exists, what we uh, attempted to do was to bring together the most divergent audiences that have been involved in cumulative effects assessment in Canada those as researchers in the academic community and those in the practitioner community through uh, different regulatory avenues. And so the novelty was really to listen to the different approaches that existed, the risk assessment approaches, the stressor-based approaches, the effects-based approaches, and then to develop a framework that respected those audiences, assessed the value and the contribution of each of those pieces, and then put the pieces into a holistic puzzle to say, If you want to do cumulative effects assessment, this is what the framework needs to include. Yes, it's big. Yes, it's overwhelming. But this is really the framework that includes the mandatory elements to be conducting cumulative effects assessment and really establishing the practice, the process, the systems to make it a legacy instrument because if we don't understand how to do cumulative effects, and we don't establish continuity and process, then we're going to continue to be surprised by environmental changes that occur and we're going to be reactive as opposed to proactive. And and I think we can do far better than that with the level of science understanding that we have now. It sounds almost insurmountable with the amount of factors that need to be integrated and the number of people that need to be brought in to accomplish this. So what we did is, you know, we defined an integrated framework and it, you know, it included a high performance student team, their research, it included First Nations and traditional knowledge 
and then the standard Western science as well. We restricted it to water because water is defined, and if we could define the approach for water, then it could be expanded to other environmental media, and we're very confident of that. And in the actual project, we implemented a portion of the framework. So we define the overall framework, but then implemented a, a portion of it so that we could demonstrate effectively how that portion worked. So this is basically the first of many different cumulative effects in different types of ecosystems that you're hoping to see? Correct. And we tried to look at seven different watersheds across Canada, some of them, some of the largest systems in the world. Then the plan, though, was to look for continuity of process and establish that using a common framework. And then hopefully that will be the legacy instrument to carry it forward in, in other watersheds and other practices. In your introductory paper to the series, you provide a framework for assessing cumulative effects in watersheds, this immensely complex task. What are some of the key components of the approach? Well, there are essentially four key components. The first one is assessment of existing state. So that is really looking at the existing environment, the existing data that exists, and doing a change assessment on that. So where were we before and where are we now? And that includes both an examination analysis on the landscape as well as in the receiving environment. So assessment of existing state is the first component. The second component is really developing those response relationships, not in the classic toxicological sense, but really looking at if you did detect changes in your cumulative state assessment, what's happening on the landscape and can you draw relationships between the landscape and the receiving environment because ultimately that's what the water is responding to. It's responding to climate. It's responding to changes on the landscape and you need to establish those relationships because it's ultimately those relationships that then feed into the third component of the framework, which is the predictive scenario forecasting. So that is if we were to go on the existing trajectory of development and environmental response, where would we be 10, 20, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years from now? What if we were to make different development decisions? Uh, where would we be? So that's the third element of the framework. I guess the fourth part that is often very underestimated and not well utilized is, you know, we can talk about concepts, we can write reports, we can analyze data, but cumulative effects is your environmental bank account and you need systems tools living legacy tools to allow you to implement this tracking and predictive system over time and space. And so as part of this project, we also developed a decision support tool called Threat. Right, which is mentioned in the opening paragraph of each uh, paper in the series. And so Threats, spelled T-H-R-E-A-T-S, is actually the acronym for the title of a Canadian initiative. Can you talk a bit more about the initiative and maybe start by defining the acronym for us? Yeah, so THREATS is defined as the Healthy River Ecosystem Assessment System. And so really what it is is for Canadian waters, what we did find in Canada, which I don't think is unique to Canada, is much of the water information was fragmented across hundreds of different 
sources, government sources, industry sources, NGOs. And so what we did was we built a decision support tool, a software system where all of the water information that's publicly available that supports cumulus X assessment was integrated in this tool in a manner where the data could talk to each other. It's in an ArcGIS platform. So at one level, you can sit at your desk and you can access threats and it will show you in Canada where the monitoring data are. You can do grandma-friendly, if you will, uh, graphs of your information, where are the stations, when was it monitored, just basic information. And then you can do um, much more detailed assessments of change in the tool. So it was really a tool that was originally designed to complete the accumulated state assessment, which is the first analytical component of the CumulusX assessment framework that we developed. Wow, Monique, that is an incredible amount of work. There's one thing I've, I've learned as part of this exercise is that, you know, no one really understands what CumulusX assessment is or the tools required, and that has resulted in an enormous level of fragmentation so the key here is to continue to communicate and have people on the ground using the, the tools so that we can try to build the rules of the road, if you will, for cumulative effects assessment and using the tool and starting to streamline the process and limiting some of the fragmentation. Because if we do that, then we will be successful in sustaining the environment managing changes that do occur and making sure people on the ground have the instruments they need to make good decisions. Thank you, Monique. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you so much, Jenny. You've been listening to Monique Dubay discuss the special series, Watershed Cumulative Effects Assessment. Access all nine articles in the July 2013 issue of IEAM. Just go to ctacjournals.org. I'm Jenny Shaw, and thank you for listening to the IEAM podcast.